This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an Ivy Pod production. You can find us at ivypod.com. We are Ivy Pod on Facebook, Ivy Podcast on Twitter, and mail at ivypod is our email. Oh, and we're on Google Plus too. Let's begin episode 59 of the Ivy Alternative Podcast. Boom. Hello everybody, this is John just popping on for a second here to let everybody know what's going on. We've got a replay, reshow, rerun, whatever you want to call it this week. Uh, but before we, you know, before I talk about that, really quick, just want to let everybody know, you know, we usually do sponsors, but not this week. This week, you know, it's, it's October and, uh, awareness month for cancer. And so, you know, we wanted to give a shout out to a local charity foundation uh cops for cancer we if you haven't heard of them you know they've been around for a few years now and there you might see signs around towns for different events coming up well check them out it's it's a great thing they help out local families here in the illinois valley uh they've already since let's see here since june 2011 they've raised one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for 60 families here in our community so awesome stuff. Check them out. They've got a website, www.cops4cancer.com. They're on Facebook and Twitter as well. And I think they got some upcoming events. Uh, LP football game on October 11th is Pink Night. And then October 12th, there's a concert, the Gunsmoke Grill in Cedar Point. Ooh, Dewey Oxberger and Cody Calkins. Yeah, check that out. All the proceeds going to Cops for Cancer. And also there's stuff throughout the month of October at Applebee's, too. So all good stuff. Cops for Cancer. Check them out. All right, let's get this going. So this week we are doing a replay, rerun, whatever you want to call it, uh, rebroadcast of episode 29, uh, 30 episodes ago. Uh, and this was from November 30th, 2011, so just about two years ago. And this was all about Frederick Matheson, another historical topic. Last last show we had Mark Walzinski on to talk about Starved Rock. So we're keeping things going here, and we're bringing back our talk on Frederick Matheson. So this is, you know, it's cool. You know, we talk about why he was important to the area and what he did. So uh, good stuff. I learned a lot doing this one. So after that, we dive into local topics. And again, this is two years ago, so it's kind of funny to listen to some of these topics that are we're talking about on this episode that are still going on today. So uh, yeah, check it out. Here we go. Episode 29. See ya. You're up. Hey. Um, hi, John. Hi. Hi, Clayton. What's up? Did you, did you know... I always started off that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're on Stitcher. The IV Pod, the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast, is on Stitcher. You can listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, or any other smartphone. It's Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. <laughs> is it? Yes. You can find it in your app store. Or what can you do with Stitcher? Well, that's a smarter way to listen to radio. That's what you can do. Okay. Yep. Can you listen to our show on Stitcher? Why, yes, you can. Darn tootin'. You're darn tootin'. Sweet. We got that out of the way. Yeah. We're getting worse. Mm -hmm. We're so good there in the beginning. That's all right. 
The improv ones are better. Yeah. I agree. It comes down to it. Mm-hmm. So, here we are. It's the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. We're live. It's episode 29. Almost to the big number 30. That's kind of yes, cool. It is. It seems like we should already be there, but... Yeah. we've Well, we had some pretty long there. stretches of nothingness, and uh, so that kind of... But, yeah, I'd say average. It's every... Uh, works out every other week. Mm-hmm. We've got a nice little thing going. So, um, this show... Doing, what's that? I said we're doing a good job of keeping up. Yes. Would we want to? Yeah, when we want to, right. Well, we said every other week, and that's what we've been doing, so we're doing our part. That's right. Yes. So we've got the the show title, which I'm sure is going to end up reflecting the main topic here. It's going to be discussion of the man known as Frederick Matheson, the Matheson name familiar within the Illinois Valley area. Right. So we're going to go into him a little bit because... I don't know about you, but I was pretty hazy other than the, you know, Deer Park area. You know, I didn't know really much about him other than that and pretty cool guy. So really historical name that you'd see everywhere, but maybe not know much about. And I think on our last episode, we mentioned that we were going to be talking a little history and then we just didn't. Yeah. So we apologize to anybody who was waiting for that. <laughs> so we saved it up for its yeah. own show. Well, we, we kind of, once we got to a certain point last, last time around, we figured it would be better if we just pushed it off, which I think we made the right choice because this is a, he's a really interesting person and like laid the foundation for the Illinois Valley as we know it. Right. Yeah. And I found some extra information that we didn't have last time. So it's just, yeah, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be the bulk of our show here. We're also going to maybe touch on the Utica Bridge stuff that's been going on within the area. Um, and then... The potential sand plant out there, too. Oh, yeah. We can touch on that a little bit, too. And then we visited Onet today mm-hmm. as we are recording this on Sunday. This is re- released on Wednesday, but just the other day, if you're listening to this, we... What is, what is Onet, John? Oh, Onet is a... Gaming place in Ottawa just opened uh, not that long ago. It's uh, retro gaming. They've got old school arcade machines, pinball machines. They sell some old video games, different system stuff. I mean, nice place to hang out, drop some quarters, mm-hmm. as Clayton and I did. Yes, we did. And everything is just a quarter. Yeah, that's nice. Or, I don't know, everything I played, I don't know if the other bigger one was uh, more, but... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah pretty cool place good stuff yeah so we'll talk about that a little bit more about what we did there but uh yeah should we just jump right into this yeah let's do it we can kick it off so want me to kick this off yeah i think you're you're kind of the uh kick this in the you know what all right i gotta get my notes and if i sound like i'm shuffling through papers i apologize because i am shuffling through papers well you were one of the sources we're using is a book that was printed for peru's Peru's 150th anniversary. And it was printed in 1980. 85. 85. Yeah, yeah, we'll be citing this a lot. I'll I'll try to call out the sites that we use here. And it was Um, a neat publication just because it features so much stuff from a lot of the different newspapers. Uh, local newspaper, local, any, anything that was printed, this place referenced a, a lot. So whoever put this together, it's kind of a archive of... Yeah, it doesn't have a standard, like, bibliography type page like no. a book would have. It's got, no, a lot of people look like they helped put this together. Uh, lots of news clippings and stuff. Let's see, Nancy Chadbourne of Mays, 
editor, no, Chadbourne Mays, Nancy Mays, was an editor on this book. She seems like she was, I don't know. Sorry, there really isn't much here on this book. It's not your typical book. So, But beyond just Matheson and some of the other Hagler, Karras type stuff, there's way more in, involved in like the early, early days of Peru is in that book. So it's really neat. So yeah, was- yeah, he was, he was, I, I would say looking at this, he was probably a little bit more, you know, big within LaSalle, but he was right. big for all the surrounding towns. That's why he made that book. Right. So. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because I thought it was interesting. And the, and the Peru book was, I mean, it covered some LaSalle stuff too, obviously. So that's yep. kind of hard not to A little crossover there since they're on top of each other. Right. Yeah, so Mr. Matheson, Frederick William Matheson, came over to the United States. He was born in, let's see, Denmark, I believe. Oh, that was a bad start. I act I like I got this all planned was, out and here I can't he remember. He was born in Germany. No, no, no. That many think he was born in Germany, but he was actually born in Denmark, Altona, Denmark. The sh- I can't say this is not my forte. Or uh, Schleswig Holstein, Altona, Denmark, which is now part of Germany. To be fair. Okay. So I'm telling you. Oh, maybe that's the maybe that's the the hitch. Uh, uh, yeah, it is now Germany. Okay. So. Anyway, yeah, he was born 1835 in Europe. He uh, got to tour many many of the mines, and that's really he went to school. I'm jumping ahead here. He went to school at a place called the School of Mines in Freiburg, Germany. Okay, that's important. This is back in 1856. That's important because that's where he met Edward Hegler, who would become kind of his partner in everything moving forward. And Hegler, that name, I uh, recognize that name as well. In his obituary, it says he was born in Germany. Does it? Oh, interesting. In 1835. Died in 1818. Yeah, so. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So we do have some discrepancies. That's Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, it could have been what at the time was considered, what did you say? Denmark? At the time, it was considered Denmark. Maybe it's now, that city is now in Germany. After World War II went down and became part of Germany, or who knows? World War I. Yeah, he's old. (laughs) Yeah, he was an old man. Sorry to sorry to. Oh, no, 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 because I'm just rattling through some stats here. I mean, I I mentioned before, he met met up with Hegler, who was another important person within Illinois Valley. And those two toured Europe, visiting mines. They were zinc miners. That was their thing. Belgium and England, uh, other mining centers. Yeah. And then they came to the United States in 1857 and landed in La Salle in 1858. Right. They tried some other different places. Mm -hmm. Uh, They tried Pennsylvania. They actually fixed the smelting problem there. uh, Zinc ore was available in Pennsylvania, but nobody could figure out what to do with it. Or they had problems smelting it, I guess, extracting the zinc. But they went there and, and figured it out, but they left because it just, I don't know, there were some issues there. They tried the St. Louis area. That was no good either. They settled in LaSalle, just like you said, because of another thing we have here in the Illinois Valley, coal. All right. Which is very important for the and, zinc mining. And we also had railroads. Oh, yeah. Actually, just, I mean, it's got everything here. Mm-hmm. And the canal and the river. Yep. And not too far from Chicago and not too far from Wisconsin where they actually get the zinc ore. So, is, is that right? It says yeah. at Mineral Point. 
Yeah, I didn't put that. I found that in some other some of these Attracted other websites. To the Wisconsin ore fields at Midroll Point. Yeah, see, so. they just mention it there, but in other ones, they talk about how he went to Wisconsin, found the zinc, and then then settled on LaSalle. So for his smelting operation, right? <laughs> Due to the abundance of coal, which is vital. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and again, Matheson and Hegler were partners. That's why they. Became they created M and H Matheson and Hegler Zinc Company and they were huge back in the day. Mm-hmm. They don't exist anymore, but back when they were thriving, which was really the late 1800s, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, a little bit into the early 1900s is when they were really kicking it. Right. Well, they started they started mining their own coal. They started a roll a rolling mill in 1866. I'm not even sure what that is. Do you know what that is? No, I'm not. We suck. Well, I'm not going to lie. I don't. I mean, it, it probably has something to do with coal. I have no idea. Right. Um, fine. A mill. It's okay. large. And it's a mill. Yeah. Apparently, when this was printed in uh, the newspaper in the 1818 or 1918, everybody knew what a rolling mill was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was so obvious that they didn't need to tell you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you looking it up as we speak? Yeah, go ahead. You talk now. All right. Um, 1881, their processes, uh, they created sulfuric acid as a byproduct. That was kind of important. So just without jumping into some other stuff, you know, him and Hagler created an extremely successful zinc company. Very important there. How are we doing on time? Just checking. About four minutes uh, till okay. a break. During that time, Matheson also... Now, this is kind of getting off of his path. So just just to be clear, his main thing was zinc mining. That's what he was known for. He created a lot of different patents for the process. It was really pioneers, and really not just for the Illinois Valley, but for the United United States in general. Uh, they really kind of were the creators and forefathers of United States zinc mining. So that's worth. That's kind of a kind of a big one. Mm-hmm. He where else should we go with this? So so the guy moves in LaSalle County or LaSalle, and really just doesn't take over, just becomes just a huge part of the area. Not only is his business huge mm-hmm. for what it was in zinc mining, but just for the town of LaSalle, Peru, and the surrounding areas, he was huge. He donated so much money, it's it's crazy. I mean, I, on the business side of things, if it wasn't for him, West Clocks wouldn't have been in existence. I mean, he saved them from bankruptcy back right. in like the 1900s, or right around 1900, that's a little off, but... Very, very important to the area. I mean, he was extremely charitable. Uh, that's what really caught my attention for this whole thing. Yeah, that was sort of how this got started. Right, exactly. Because I didn't know, like, I guess many people associate him with LaSalle, Peru Township High School. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> when I heard that, I didn't well, know that Well, it's Matheson Auditorium. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that just never put two and two together for me for some reason. <laughs> or I just overlooked his name. I don't know. Like I, he just, it's so commonplace that you just didn't think much of it. Right. No, I think, I think that's part of it. Um, cause, uh, yeah, he pretty much donated, created the whole darn thing, the whole school. Mm-hmm. What else did he create? Lots of other stuff. You know, before, as I have a feeling we're going to ramble on here. So let's take a really quick break. Sounds good. Come back to this. We'll be right back.
Okay, sorry about that. Uh, we were just talking about Frederick W. Matheson. Gave you a little preview of, or a little little brief history lesson of the zinc mining industrialist that he was. Mm-hmm. And came to LaSalle, created the whole darn thing. Started, did you know, Clayton, that he was mayor of LaSalle for a mm-hmm. while? Ten years. Yeah. Now, this is the kind of mayor we wish we had these days. While he was mayor, let me see, I'm going to shuttle through this book. Page 213, I reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> During his time, he gift he had many gifts to the city. One of his first gifts to the city was buying and canceling bonded indebtedness of forty six thousand from an earlier mayor's administration. He bought the original water perks works pump, another fifteen grand, seven grand to the electric light plant, five grand to the sewer system, twenty three grand to the shipping port Vermilion River Road Coast cost, eight thousand to Vermilion River Bridge on Deer Park Road. I mean, then there's it just all these things he just gave money to the city at his own expense. Pretty awesome. He also helped found the um, Tri-City Hygienic Institute. True. He, he put a lot of money towards that. $200,000. Right. Isn't that crazy? And this is turn, you know, over 100 years ago. He, or almost 100 years ago, or just about 100 years ago that he did this. I mean, we're looking at millions of dollars in today's value. Oh, it's yeah. Impressive. The charitable. I mean, who, how, maybe he made so much money it didn't matter. I guess uh, he obviously did, um, but the fact that he spent it in this way is, is pretty amazing. I mean, I'm looking here. Uh, there's an inflation calculator. Now this only goes back to 1913, so this isn't really fair. Some of it is the the 200k maybe for the hygienic. No, no. But what I was saying was 200k back then. Yeah. I mean, according to this thing, and it's basing it on a 200000 in 1913, so that may not be a fair thing. But going back even further, when he spent this money, 200000 back then is like $4.5 today. Well, okay. So, and that's just one of the things he did. Yeah, but that was huge. I mean, he just, what did he do here? That comprised of a lot of different things. The hospital, library, what else? Lots of other stuff. That was a big one. And then not only that, he donated my favorite part of the Star Rock. I guess it's not really part of Star Rock, Matheson Park, which on its, on its own is probably my favorite place to go. Right, Matheson Park, Deer Park, whatever you want to call it. I guess uh, they're um, I guess they are kind of separate things, but all the same. They all are all the same. But yeah, no, I agree with you. There's all these things he did for the towns, but to me, that's the thing that I've visited the most or used the most. Mm-hmm. I agree, it's my favorite of the bunch too. So. Yeah, I, I guess that was given later on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he owned it. It was his private estate. I didn't know this, but it was a lot smaller, actually, after he gave it to the state back in... I have it written down somewhere, if I can find it. I believe it was right around... After he died, his kids gave it to the state, probably per his request, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. In his will, he gave it to the state of Illinois, but they had to make sure they maintained it as like a, a nature land type thing it's god i can't i took to wrote these little notes to myself and i can't follow them yeah their heirs donate 175 acres to the state in 1940 yeah and then yeah somewhere else it since said the that holdings grown. have grown to 1938 acres boom including former prairie land and forest land south of the original park yeah there it so, is so yeah you get 
Frisbee land, right? Or whatever, out that way? Yeah, yeah, right. The, the Dells okay. area where the river is and, the, like, the, all the rocks there, if you visit that part of the... or Is that the same area you're talking about, Frisbee land? It's just down further. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not in the, the, the lower Dells or Dells right. area. It's up in the prairie, more in the plains. Yes, that's right, that's right, yep. I think that's but, yeah, and the, it is probably one of the prettiest parts of the area. I mean, it rivals some of the... It's equal to the best hikes, I think, even at Star of Rock. I mean, yeah. but it's a different sort of, it's a long hike to do some of those hikes, but uh, they're worth it. Yeah. I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've decided not, I've taken the boys there, my boys, younger boys there one time, and I regretted it <laughs> because you got to go down a lot of steps to get down to the bottom. And they don't like that. Well, they didn't when I took them. Now it's a different story. I think they would actually give it a go. That for that time I brought them. Oh, I care. I hoofed it, carrying the two of them up. Oh, <laughs> lots of those steps. Oh yeah, it was rough, but it was fun. Stinks. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. Though awesome, he because of him we got Matheson and a lot of the story that was in the book talked about his house that he had out there, the big house. It's this huge mansion out on Deer Park because, you know, they owned this huge mansion out there. Actually, there's one mansion, then there's a smaller mansion for his kid. And then they created the whole golf course area mm-hmm. that is Deer Park now. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff here about the family. I, I didn't really want to talk about that much. I thought it was more the philanthropy type stuff was more interesting to me mm-hmm. on all the different things, which we've pretty much covered. I don't know without, I don't want to completely rip these things off and just post them on the web. I don't know. If, can we, you think we can repost these scans I took, can I get away with that? Sure. I don't know. I mean, I, I is it? I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll try to get some of this information out there, other than what, what we talked about. But I think we kind of covered it with what he did. I mean, he did way more than we're probably giving him credit for. Stuff with the LaSalle Bureau County Railroad. We mentioned Western Clock Company, West Clocks. Uh, you mentioned the Hygienic Institute. Did a lot for the high school. The high school again, yeah, just like you, yeah, absolutely. What else we got? There's a couple other little notable things about him. I think I wanted to mention. Yeah, help me out here. Uh, what do we? I some uh, some other Matheson stuff. Mathesonisms. Mm. Got anything? Uh well, he he teamed up with well Hegler, and then Hegler's daughter married. Paul Karras, who formed the Karras Company. So that's the uh, connection to the, the current business, which I guess people would associate with the Hegler Karras Mansion and Matheson all kind of tied together. Right, um, right. I figured I'd throw that in there. And then. But I think, but because of that, actually, it's kind of interesting. I think we, we, I think Matheson and stuff about him kind of gets kind of lost because. After his company, you know, kind of died out, the whole zinc thing around here went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, Karras has thrived and continued on. So we hear more about the Hegler Karras stuff and less mm-hmm. about Matheson. But it, there's yeah. information out there about him, but not a lot. I was surprised. That's I was kind of surprised. There's sure. not a ton. Well, you know, it's weird about the <clears throat> the Karras thing too. Not to get on too too far off of a tangent, he had a world famous Eastern philosopher. I believe he was Chinese that came and lived in LaSalle. His really? name is D.T. Suzuki. He lived in LaSalle and he translated Eastern philosophical religious scripts into English. And then Open Court Publishing, which is the Karis Publishing leg or arm or whatever you want to call it, they uh, that's how it. 
that's how that got started. And when he lived in LaSalle for, I don't know, like a handful of years, uh, he lived in the mansion with Dr. Paul Karras. Oh, interesting. Pretty, yeah, and I thought that was kind of neat. And he's world famous, this guy. He's really, really famous. He has books and essays. Uh, he's Japanese, I'm sorry. Japanese author of books and essays on Buddhism, Zen, and Shin, Far Eastern philosophy and, and whatever, different religious-type texts and stuff like that. Pretty neat. That's um, cool. Now, that would be the – that's the Hegler connection, the hegler Karras connection. Yeah, right. Karras, cool. who married uh, Hegler's daughter, has the publishing – Open Court Publishing, I believe it's called. Yeah. It, you really can't talk about Matheson without talking about something with Hegler and Karras. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's all connected, like you said. So that's why I felt the need to bring it up. And then I came across this other thing. And he's probably one of the most famous people ever to take up and live in LaSalle. I would, I would guess probably the most famous. The, philan- the, who, the philosopher dude? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, D.T. Suzuki. D.T. I'm going to have to do some. We, should, we yeah. should do some more on him. Yeah. In a future episode. There you go. Preview. We could talk about oh, Buddhism. With some um, what? We could talk about Buddhism. I guess that, oh. that it was Buddhism was getting trendy in the late 1800s. Like more Westerners were following Eastern traditions. Okay. Yeah, kind of neat. Yeah, but whether we don't have enough time to talk about that, it's probably all pretty boring, I guess. But <laughs> interesting. It's a it's a it's a really neat international connection for the city of LaSalle, considering. You know, it's it's just a small town. You know, ten thousand people or whatever, and they have some world philosopher, Eastern civilization. You know, like completely from around the world taking up shop and living there. So that's a sign that these people got some things done. You know, yeah, if they bring people in like that for sure. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Yeah, we could go into the whole publishing thing too because there's a lot of interesting stuff on that. Yeah, I don't know much about that. I would like to do that on a future show. That would be good. Yeah. Um, to finish this off, because we got a few minutes left, let's we'll go ahead. I know we we kind of touched on a bunch of random little things. We want to talk about this. Let's see other other notable things. We really covered. I mean, it's hard to cover everything because he did a lot, and that's the point of this whole thing is that he was just immensely charitable, did a lot for the area, LaSalle, mm-hmm. Peru, Oglesby, and probably I'm sure even further beyond that. I mean, well, the whole darn United States for that matter, but. Mm-hmm. Um, couple good quotes here i found about him let's see he was a leader i don't this is from that book so who was the writer of this to be fair let's give the guy his cred john Barron, back in 74 wrote this or wait yeah no yes wait 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 <laughs> no, <I'm> no. <laughs> no uh what did he write here Frederick William Matheson had an invincible faith in man's power of intelligence to reconstruct his environment for higher human purposes through education. This was a kind of a reference point for his thing with the school system and the LP high school. So another thing here mentioned about him, he was a leader of development of the town and the benefactor to many causes. That's just a quick, nice little blurb about the dude. Didn't mention and was when he was traveled to Wisconsin. That's where he met his wife Fanny Clara back in 1864. They had five kids. I don't think there's enough Fannies walking around. No, no, we no. should bring that name back. We should. Yep, you'll have to start. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's, on, <you. laughs> it's on me. Yeah. Uh, 
Fanny. Mm-hmm. I guess you could just say that you if you adopted the kid, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point though. I don't know if that I don't know if that one will fly. One of these like websites we found on here, I don't remember which one it was. His it wasn't just him, but he had some important brothers too. I guess when they came over, he had four brothers, I believe, and two of them were very important in the sugar and glucose industry. So they did a lot of good stuff for the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about all I got. I know okay. I'm forgetting stuff, but you know we try to. We don't want to like just boringly. He was charitable. I've got this. We just won't want to run through this stuff like that. 1835, Denmark. 1918, died in LaSalle. Mm-hmm. 1857, Boston. We could do that. <laughs> we could. Maybe We're we should. Good. No. Bored, what else do we got? Know. Okay, yeah. So no. We'll move on. That's good, yes. How many, how many and minutes that, do we got? And that, that was a pretty poor closing of such vital information to the Illinois Valley. Yeah, well, he, he did have patents, too. We could talk about that. No, No, I think it's a good time to stop. we got a little okay. bit of time here before we take a little break. So, yeah, in closing on the Matheson stuff, he, worth noting, Frederick Matheson did a lot for the area. So next time you're visiting Matheson Park, keep that in mind, or if you're in the area, uh, we've said it enough. Let's move on. What do you think? Moving on. Moving on. Uh, sounds good. I, I don't know how much time we have left, but you have we have zilch. We- We'd have zilch. Zilch. I was going to say, we, we can start with the Illinois Valley Animal Rescue Trivia Night. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about that. Let's do that here after a short musical break. Hello, this is John again from the present, not the past, from 2011, but the new John from 2013 here one more time to tell you, check out copsforcancer.com or any of the Cops for Cancer events, Cancer Awareness Month here in the month of October. Uh, check them out, www.copsforcancer.com. Eat at Applebee's this month. they got stuff going on for them. Go to the LP game for Pink Night and go to the Dewey Oxberger Cody Calkins concert at the Gunsmoke Grill in Cedar Point on October 12th. And yeah, anytime you see something going on with these guys, I think it's probably something worth checking out. They help out local communities or families. They help out local families here in the community. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. All right, let's continue. And we are back, Clayton. Hi. Hi. I'm glad we got that done. You know, we, we first talked about that story or that topic like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Literally, I went to get a haircut and I discovered that Peru book there and I started reading about it and um been wanting to do it. So I feel like I got a load off. I'm glad we got that done. I don't know if we did it justice, but. Yeah. When did. Huh. Where do you get your haircut at, John? Uh, Tony's Barbershop in, uh, by Lori. Oh, they have um, they have wonderful historical publications sitting out for anybody, huh? They do, yeah, yeah, a lot of cool stuff like that in there. So um, now that now that we've talked about that, we'll talk about some more local happenings and some oh. present day stuff. Oh no, no, wait, first we want to talk about Ivar, right? Well, I didn't want to. You're you're making me. No, uh, no, we went to trivia, so we donated our money. Uh, we didn't win anything. We didn't have any of our loyal fans come up to us, but 
And were you disappointed by that, John? No, no, no. Me neither. It was fun. It was fun. We uh, had our own fans. We had like 20 people almost. We had yeah, we 18 did. people, so we were our own fan group. And we did okay. I think we had uh, fun with certain Well, you did okay. Things. My table, not so much. No? Oh. <laughs> you guys did all right, though. Which team, by the way, you know, because I have a picture of the scoreboard, which team were you? We were what the your team Sp- name? Spaniels. The Spaniels, okay. So you did pretty good. I don't know. I probably finished in the top 10 out of 30 teams or so yeah yeah we did good we i don't know i've never won one though so i don't i don't ever really expect to either you did pretty good on my team we weren't last place so i can say that we weren't far from it no <laughs> <laughs> uh did yeah. you did you use the cheater stickers we only bought three um, so no we didn't use all those so that would have been something i guess next time we have to yeah show up money if, if you want to win, you gotta you gotta play along. You gotta do all the little gimmicks. Yeah, that's for sure. But we had a good time. I do recommend them if you're in the area and you're looking for something to do. It's fun, and, and you're not spending a bunch of money. Really, I mean, it's not too expensive or anything. And no, you don't have to uh, if you don't want jokes. to. Yeah, if you're if you don't buy a lot of beer like we did, you know, it's not so bad. Even then, I mean, what's it? Twenty dollars a person, but you know, it's going for a good good cause so yeah right yeah if you I, you can't feel too bad if you're spending money at an event having a good time and then knowing that money is actually going to something good right and ivar we always we always just say ivar but we have to probably let everybody know that's the illinois valley animal rescue right they do a good thing for the animals of the area right yeah they they did a good job with the event too i thought they the questions, everything was good. I didn't, I didn't see anything that I thought was, you know, funny or bad or no anything shenanigans. Like no shenanigans. Some, I know you know what. Every, every, I haven't ever had a problem at any of the trivia events that I've gone to. So you know, cool. yeah. So what else we got, John? What else do we have? Well, we wanted to talk about that. We'll we'll stick to the uh, since we did so much historical stuff there. The first thirty friggin' minutes. I uh, hope you didn't mind that. But um, so common. Or not common, present day stuff. Uh, hot, heated debates going on in Utica these days. Oh, yeah. Regarding a couple things the bridge and the. Z- Star Rock Sand Pit. The Sand Pit, right. Yeah. Um, if you pay attention on Facebook or any, in the, read the newspaper, there's a potential sand pit that will There's be an uprising, adjacent, potential adjacent, uprising. Adjacent to Star Rock right now, there's a change in the zoning. For that area that would allow mining, because right now I believe it's agriculture. Um, I think when we talked about it, because we brought this up the last time, we just barely. We didn't really talk much about it, though. So yeah, so I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure where it is. It's uh, I'm looking at the Facebook page right now because they have their own Facebook called Stop the Starved Rock Stand. Bleh. Stop the Starved Rock Sand Pit. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a, a petition thing you can go and sign. Oh, really? Huh. Mm-hmm. If you stop, you put Star Rock Sand Pit into Google, you'll come across it. It's on Facebook. It's so. along Illinois Route 71 bordering Starved Rock State Park. They did just post a map, I think, that kind of shows the layout. Yeah. yeah. It's one of their... I think I might have said where it was. I think I was wrong a little bit. I'm not. So that's all. Last time we talked about it. It looks like it's a little bit to the west of Starved Rock, and right on, but I mean, like right up, button up, right against it. Like so, yeah. if you're driving along 71, 
you go through all those hairpin turns and you'll come to the final hiking spots there in Starved Rock, like Ottawa Canyon, Illinois Canyon, those spots, and then boom, it'd be right right there. They're, that's where they're going to be working or what they're what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are not liking this because the could impact Illinois Canyon, some of Starved Rock, and then it's just it could dry dry up a spring that's there, uh, a natural spring, and then plus what they dump into the spring or that back into the water, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a heated little debate. Although I wouldn't say it's as heated as the bridge thing, which is justifiably so a much bigger topic for the sake of Utica. That is, wouldn't you agree? I mean, there that whole thing is they're talking about potentially closing down the bridge. Yeah, that would uh, shut shut off. Um, shut off the entire southern entrance point for Utica, which would not be good for them. That's their gateway to the Star of Rock. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people really don't want that to happen. I don't blame them. Yeah, there was a funny story in the paper about, I think, Doug Gift, he's on the, that's Brian's dad, he's one of the guys that we've had on the podcast, his father blowing the whistle at the meeting to get everybody's literally. attention. Yeah, literally, literally blowing a whistle. But he's on the uh, the Utica Planning Commission, I believe. I don't know. I hope I'm right about that. But he was saying how, how it would basically I, I basically cripple the, the tourism industry that kind of has really taken off, I'd say, within the last 15 years um, pretty I mean, well for the city of Utica. And it's, well, yeah, look at this year alone. They, they broke a million people plus – what, Huge. Though, just, just in general? Star, Star of Rock, that is. I, oh, I'm I sorry. thought there was closer to like two and a half or something oh, like that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's it would be a You're crushing You're an engineer, blow. John. Um, how, hard would, how hard would it be to build a bridge next to the other one while the before you tear down you know, the old one? Well, it's maintenance costs versus, you know, brand new construction. So it's – I don't well, know if it's necessarily harder. It's just a lot more money. I would to think. build to so if you're they're planning on building another bridge, right? That's the, the idea point. was to just build it right next to the old one and leave the old one open while they build the new one. Well, I thought that's what the people want. They want to they're yeah. proposing to build a bridge where there used to be an old swing bridge, I think. There. Well, because there's already bedrock or whatever, they already have the the base. I think so. So they wanted to they wanted to build on that site and then leave the current bridge there while they build that one oh, okay so it wouldn't I'm, necessarily be like right next to it or anything it would just be being built i don't while think so there's a picture of that of what it would look like i believe somewhere oh man uh, yeah now we're, we're uh, slipping we're slipping yeah no that's okay well i mean the the fact is that there's the the original talk i guess they were talking about closing it down for the maintenance repair or whatever they had to do to it so that's the fight that's going on. We'll probably leave it at that. We'll see. We'll we'll update everybody as to what's going to happen. But I gotta think that they're not going to close it down completely. That would be huge. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it would be good for Ottawa or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that'd be you'd get a lot more traffic all the way down 71 from Utica to Ottawa on 71. That would be. I don't know if that's the best thing. You know. Well, uh, one thing though, uh, I saw somewhere in one of the newspapers reading through these this stuff is. Uh, that Utica sends a lot of emergency rescue back and forth to Star Rock. Oh, that so makes... there there would be an issue there, right? Safety, and uh, given the 
number of people that seem to be falling out there. Um, yeah, that would stays. be detrimental. It have to. They just have to keep someone on on the right side of the river there. Or on, that's probably going to be one of the their biggest. Side. Yeah, that's probably going to be one of their biggest arguing points right there. Although, yeah, then that's that's they could always relocate a new place just for Star Rock, I guess, rescue place. But who knows? We'll everything's speculation at this point. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. Yeah. Big yawn there, John. Big yawn. <laughs> That's all right. Sorry. Uh, I no, know. We're, we're okay. I, I think the, uh, the, the Utica Bridge thing is probably a decent way off from, you know, anything happening. I mean, at least within the next, you know, maybe by spring, they'll start to have a, start to coddle, cobble together a plan of some kind. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I think so. Yeah, we'll see. We hope so. I, but I, for their sake, I hope they, that the planning permission and those people can get what they want and they, they know what's best for that city. So, and what, you know, it'll help the, the downtown of Utica and everything if, if they're, if they're speak up and hopefully people will listen. So, that's all. Perfect. Perfect. What else should we talk about before we take another little, we don't have to actually take a break. We can, can carry on. What do we want to do here? What else we got? Um, we talked about Sandpit. We talked about the bridge. Um, I didn't see any other local news. Not really. I don't think there's anything worth noting at the moment. There probably is that we're completely skipping over, but we're not going to. Uh, Nothing at the tip of my tongue. I know that. Um, <laughs> no, me neither. Pretty boring week, really. Not a lot going on. I mean, locally at least. Non-locally, the uh, we just launched a... Rover to Mars, a new rover. If everybody's interested about that, oh, I'm sure everybody really cares, John. Well, uh, I am. <laughs> Zed, we follow. Uh, if you read Wired, I don't know if you've been keeping up with that on your new Dolphin smartphone uh, or your Dolphin application application web yeah. browser. Yeah, they always have the good news on the space missions and satellites and all that. Stuff. So you had to have seen that. That was yeah, big. I did. Yeah, come yeah. on. You yeah, saw. I'm just trying to make you out to be nerdy. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to post a link, too. I, I posted this on our doc, but I didn't have any information on it. There's such an awesome fight on YouTube. It's from Finland. It's like a Finland hockey team. It starts off with just a fight in the corner after... after this is totally off the subject of everything. Wow. I'm just throwing this in there. But yeah. there's... i got to post this because it's these like, dudes... It's a hockey fight? It's a hockey fight. It starts yes. off with one fight in the corner after a big hit. And then it, there's a face-off, and the next thing you know, it's light, right out of the movie slap shot. They just, everyone starts fighting. Guys are coming out of the box. And <laughs> yeah, um, they do. It's awesome. That's always fun. The Pelicans. H-I-F-K Luppens. I can't say that word. I don't know. I'm going to post this right now so as we talk. As you figure out what we're going to talk about next. I'm well, you slide. brought up a, a new, maybe, web sensation video. We we have been talking about our Android devices, and I brought up the Dolphin web browser. I finally downloaded that after John recommended it, and I, I like it quite a bit. So those Android users out there, if you're not completely happy with and non-Android and iOS, I, I mean Apple people oh, really? can get this too. Well, if you're if you're not a big fan of your web browser, the layout of it and the way it looks, um, try this one. Uh, it, it's not a big file or anything it's just a browser you can delete it if you don't like it i think it's great i like the webzine functionality of it i like the uh tabs i like uh i just i think it works a little bit better i like the layout of the um, shortcuts 
you know the bookmarks or whatever that i just think overall it's a really really good application and I, you like it because you recommended it so. absolutely it's awesome that's my dolphin rant um I just posted that on on facebook cool yeah no i'm with you 100 percent. i talked about it before uh, everything you just said plus some yeah have you tried any other applications or anything not so much lately no I'm just settling in just kind of getting used to mine the way it is yeah so. i like mine too that's that's really one of the big ones been playing really i've been playing many games lately either mm-hmm. just just not a lot of anything yeah i guess this time of year with wait hang on here just one second clayton sure Sorry, uh, yeah, with fantasy football and fantasy basketball finally starting back up, everybody, that's the word, December 25th, mm-hmm. basketball's coming back. Anyway, uh, Yahoo, this is the one I use, Yahoo Sportacular is a nice app for keeping up on, on sports updates. Yeah, that's the one I use too. Do you? Yeah, I love it. And that it, they've just made it so, so good, uh, with a, a lot of the recent updates. It's so easy now to switch between sports and select a game and just get any information you want about any particular game and get updates if you want about a team's progress. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, my only recommendation. Speaking of the sports apps, we were lucky this weekend because we're Verizon subscribers, and I don't get the NFL Network. So Thanksgiving night, that game between the Ravens and the 49ers, I was able to watch on the NFL application on my on my Droid. Neat. Which, yeah, it was really just like straight up just watch the game, and I, I enjoyed that wholeheartedly. I thought that was great. I did it this afternoon, too, for the early games. Right, and I got to see what it looked like when we were together today mm-hmm. during when we were checking in at Onet. It's pretty neat, isn't it? Like, you can – it just plays it like a normal – I love it. The way the way it does it, It just the fact that it skips through commercials. There's no commercials. Right. And then not only that, but it seems like – it just pieces multiple games going on at one time together. So, like, you fi- you're you watching the Bears. And and, it's, and that's the Red Zone channel. So that's just, like... Well, that's just what they do? That's the... If you were... If you had the... Say you had Dish Network or whatever, and you get the Red Zone channel, that's what that is. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, I've never... I never yeah, showed... that's why... That's... A lot of people love it. And if you get the NFL ticket, there's a Red Zone channel, too, or there's a version of it. I could be wrong about that, but I thought the... Um, the direct not direct tv dish network people had their own nfl channel too so that's cool i never quite understood how that worked i always figured you were watching i just always had the picture in my mind of like you had to watch four different like picture and picture views of the different games going on at once i didn't know it pieced it together like this where as soon as one guy a play right. finishes they just immediately switch over to the, mm-hmm. the next they'll, game they'll even do a split screen Oh, do they? There's two teams like inside the five, and they're both about ready to run a play. They'll show both at the same time. Neat. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a the age we live in. The ability to, for me to watch the Bears game on the go, just like straight up from my cell phone, is is here, and I and I'm and I dig it. <laughs> I really do. I think it's awesome. Yeah, since kind of a a little segue, got to use that app while we were enjoying some of the games at. Onet, we talked about it briefly at the beginning of the show. It's worth mentioning again. We mm-hmm. stopped in and checked it out, shelled out some quarters. I got some games. I've tried to bring them home and play them with the boys, but they didn't. They found Dig Dug Two a little bit too hard for them, or they just weren't interested. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah, they're not quite ready for that one. Yeah, that one's it's 
maybe a little bit. Yeah, like you said, it's just a little bit. They too. do like Tecmo Bowl though. Really? Which I don't understand that. To me, that's a harder game, but yeah, they How like do they, know? they like sports though. So okay, well, and that's a great one then because yeah. the graphics in that are just like real life. And it's <laughs> oh man, it's a cornerstone of football <laughs> gaming. That's true. Tecmo Bowl. Mm-hmm. Which now I know I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to the show, but I will be sending our friend Jeff his game back because I've had his Tecmo Bowl ever since like high school or junior high. I mean, it's got his name and his old address on the back. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was yeah he didn't want anybody touching his Tecmo and yet, Bowl. And yet I got it and I've had it for ten plus years. But it's the reason you have to get are you sending him his copy back? Yeah, I'll send him his copy back. The one, okay, because he'll it know because his name's written on it. All right, I gotta, gotta do it. <laughs> but yeah, we went to Onet. It was cool. They've got, if you follow them on Facebook, they've got a Facebook presence. Now we've talked about them briefly and or a little bit in some of the previous shows, mm-hmm. and got to check it out. They do have some old school games there. I'm hoping that they build up their arsenal. You know, I think you mentioned, Clayton, that they do sell those systems. So I bet you see some kind of a rolling inventory with their arcade machines, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I I, I think so. I think they, that they're starting out with uh, some of the older ones that aren't as recognizable. They have some of your staples. They have Donkey Kong. They have, um, yeah, what was the Tech, other one? Tekken 3 to me is a kind of a, a new cornerstone. new cornerstone game like within the last 10 years. Uh, um, they didn't have any Pac-Man uh, I did see a Pac-Man machine there, but it, it wasn't running. Pinball machines, a couple of them were old. I would, I'd like to have seen maybe uh, um, uh, either an NBA Jam or a uh, NFL Blitz. Yes, and we that, had a uh, that would have been awesome. But uh, yeah, Blitz. Oh man, that's that's a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those games are great for arcades, especially for getting like four people to play. That's a great game. Both of those. Uh, somebody, another four-player arcade game. I saw on Facebook when I was floating stuff around about this was, which one was it? I think it was X-Men, which was something that the gold mine used to have back in the day at the Broom Mall. It was a four-player game. There's been a lot of games like it since. There was like a Simpsons game, which mm-hmm. was a four-player game. What's the, uh, What's the other one? There's been some other ones like that. The other comic book one that's pretty sweet, X-Men? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's one I just said. Oh, I thought you were you. you play, I thought you said Captain America because he played that one. I did play Captain America, yeah. Oh, which that game I think that I played. There was a four-player version of it, but everybody's like, "What the hell are these guys talking about?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They had Dragon Two. They had Super Battle Toads. Yeah, they had a lot of games that, from I think you and me, our our most of our experience with a lot of those games was on the NES. They were like arcade versions of those games. Yeah, Genesis even. Or Genesis, yeah, definitely. So they, yeah. They, yeah, you could tell that they're building up their stock, and hopefully they're 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 gonna. Well, I, I assume that they'll be around for a while, and that we'll we'll hopefully be able to see expand. I, I really like the pinball machines. I, I could play a lot of those all night. Me too. I know. Yeah, we've done that. A friend when we, with the poker games, uh, Mark's got. Pinball games. I always like trying to set new records on that. That's fun to do on pinball machines. I mean, I get a lot of those games, arcade machines especially, that's kind of the thing is trying to set the best record. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. Pinball machines especially are fun because they're just mechanical. Yeah, and they, especially though, they had a, a pretty old one there that you could really hear the um, everything, all the electronics coming off and on and 
that old one. and clacking, yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was going to break that one. Yeah, me so too. Old. I was kind of scared too. Because like, <laughs> they, they the back of it was off. So when it, when, um, the, I don't know, what would those, those big pops, you know what I mean? Like the big clacking sound. What, what is that actually that's going on when that happens? Do you know? The big pops? Well, like, I don't remember when, that happening. Oh, when, I remember the, yeah, the scoreboard was popping. Yeah, what, well, it's just, that's how loud it is. Well, the back wasn't on it. So it was like, it, you know, there's nothing there to muffle the sound. The whole place was booming with pinball noises. Well, um, yeah, it had like the rotary, you know, your old style just rotary um, dial for the score. Yeah, I mean, and they were big. Like the, it was like playing a game, but the scoreboard was like the Wrigley Field scoreboard. <laughs> you actually right. had someone in there. There's little people in there, like rolling the dial or whatever, Wheel of Fortune style. I should have asked when year that was from, because that game was like. It had to be the early 70s, mid 70s. I bet. 70s. Yeah. If it not be, older. Yeah, if not, yeah. No, right. it couldn't have it had to be. Well, I don't know when they came out with like the um, LCD. You know what I mean? The those kinds of scoring systems where it would be digital display instead of oh, a, that would a, been, yeah. analog scrolling kind of thing. But either way, it was pretty neat. I, and and the beauty of it too is like the games are only a quarter and in in like the, the Nintendo games or something, if you're missing a game or you you're looking for something, they're only a couple of bucks. Right. Um, some of the the harder to find ones might be, you know, ten, twelve, fifteen bucks, but Right, that's exactly, and that was what I found. Uh, Tecmo Bowl, which you know they had Tecmo Bowls, you could get. They were everywhere, and everybody had it. Right, and that's how it was. That game was like a buck. I got that, and then Dig Dug Two was a little bit uh, harder to find, which I was kind of excited when I did find it, and that was four bucks, so it was a little bit pricier (laughs) for NES games. Way less than a than a uh, Happy Meal or now a Value Meal at Mickey D's now. I love the Nintendo these days. I actually, that's what I've been playing with the boys. They, they do dig on the NES, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So I get to, I get to have fun and they get to have fun. It's a fun. That's yeah, pretty neat. I, I wonder if there's like a standard, like value for certain games. If there's like a Beckett, like they have for baseball cards for, you know, Nintendo games. I don't know. That's, no, I really don't know. They probably, just like any industry, they have their own trade mags. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's something. Uh, I bet that that's got to be a lot of work, though, keeping those things going, especially those pinball machines, all those mechanical moving parts. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I wondered if they if they had an angle where they, you know, someone was skilled out of those guys who was really really good at fixing that stuff. And, Must be, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they've got you've got to be because they've got to be doing it themselves. Because like, I would imagine really expensive to pay somebody to fix those things. So mm-hmm. for them to function, they really need to know how to do that. I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave them a stack of our, our logos, stickers. If they toss them in the garbage, oh well. Hopefully they'll set them out and mm-hmm. let people, people. They have the website on them, right? And yeah, yeah, it's got our logo, the name, and the website. Maybe I'll go in there tomorrow and like, you know, walk around and be like, like, go, oh, you guys, you guys know these guys? Oh, they're awesome! Like I've been listening since the beginning. <laughs> go in disguise. Yeah, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> Oh, cool, man. I was wondering if you guys were legit, but I mean, if they, they came in and gave you their sticker, you guys gotta be the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. It's just, oh, cool. You well, let me, let me, uh, what are you guys getting for all those games over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be neat, though. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that was our visit to ONET, so good luck to him again. We've said, yeah, what else we got? I guess that's gonna be about it. We can jump into our Usual 
segment here and then finish it off. Well, we did kind of uh, segue in from the applications. Uh, I did play, I don't play games very much on my phone, but I played a game uh, called, uh, I can't see my dock right now. What's the name of that game? Cooking. Can't see your dock? Cooking Dash. Cooking Dash. It's kind of like, kind of like what? Cooking with Mama. Do you huh. ever play that? I, no. It's, um, the only reason I played it was Mike had, had it on his Game Boy thing and, it's quite the fun. You have to saute meat, and this is the same sort of thing. It's more like an orderly. You ever play the airport landing game? Uh, no, I wanted where to. Keep, where you got to keep all the planes in, in line and stuff like that. It's similar to that. Okay. You know, in, at least in regard to, like, you have to, you're constantly clicking off and on and moving this to that and moving this to there, and it's kind of a fun game. It was free, so. We like free. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't think I had any other applications. Yeah, you talked about the Dolphin one. I, yeah, I don't either. Uh, nothing really new this year. I mentioned my Sportacular. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I use Zedge. I, I kind of use Zedge a lot for my ringtones and background stuff. That's that's a free app. That's a nice one for the Droid or, or Androids. Uh, Zedge. Z e d g e. It's it's. I like it just for uh, backgrounds and ringtones. Neat. I did bring up, I, I put on there the uh, Stuff You Should Know. I don't know if you're still listening to those guys, but they've been putting out these quick little videos that are a couple minutes long or even just about a minute long okay. that are really well done, like really well produced and enjoyable. I, if, you, if you're signed up to automatically download, you've probably seen them because they're only like a minute long. And it's kind of one of those things, too, where you, when you see someone that's on the radio but you've never seen them before you always, and you've wondered what they look like or you have what in your head what you think they look like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I did with these guys. I'm like, oh, he's the big one and that's the small one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's one, cool. Yeah, no, he's not like big. He's just, there's the heavier one and then there's the lighter one. That's always and, weird with radio and mm-hmm. Podcast type stuff is yeah you get to you hear their voice so much and you kind of create a picture of what they look like in your head. Mm-hmm. It's neat. You know what? Before you talk any more on that, let's take our final break of the night or okay. day or whatever of the pod. Sounds good. All right, be right back. Sure. Okay, thank you for taking a break with us. So you mentioned the stuff you should know. Is there one in particular video that uh, people should tune into, or what are these? They just little blurbs about what something is, or how do they? Uh, what do they do? They have one on. Um, they have a variety of them, like how body farms work, zombies, large hadron collider, uh, alien hand, teleportation. So they've been coming out with them probably since the end of September. They've been doing these videos. And there's probably about a half a well, one that like eight or nine of them. And there's one on the Japanese stragglers, and will the moon save the human race? So yeah, there's a bunch of them, but they're only a, a minute each. That's all they are. 
Hmm, it's kind of yeah, neat. I'd recommend it. I mean, within 15 minutes, you could check them all out and learn a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, you'll Sounds get like. some if you're looking for uh, dinner conversation, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I, the dinner party download type. Of. I get all my my chatting conversations from Twitter. That's like my go-to thing for anything these days. Maybe that's not a good thing, but it just do you feel weird? That's how, how I roll. Do you feel weird when you go? Oh, I read about that on Twitter, and people are like, "What the heck is he talking about?" Yes. Uh, well, it's not. I wouldn't say it's. I guess I just get tired of having to re-explain what Twitter is every time I say yeah, that. And, yeah. Exactly. Sorry to those of you non-Twitter users who've asked me what Twitter is, but I'm talking about you. Right. Yeah. If you, <laughs> you got to keep asking what it is, it's not that. Hello? Uh-oh. Didn't really have anything else in the way of... Um, that was weird, Clay. Why? We lost you for a split second. Oh. <laughs> that was weird. Hmm. Sorry. I didn't you were saying. I didn't have anything else uh, in the way of podcasts, I don't think. I. Well, you wrote Patient Zero here. Oh, that was what the, the that? new Radiolab podcast. Have you gone back and listened to that? Mm-mm, not- there was just a new one that came out on September or November 15th. That was oh, okay. uh, patient zero. Um, like, who was the first person to have a certain ailment, a certain strain, or you know, with HIV? Who, where did it originate from, and how, and how they go about figuring that kind of thing out? It's very interesting. So, I, I'm a oh, big okay, fan cool. of all those shows. So, I'd recommend that latest one was good. So, but that's yeah, it, man. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have any podcasts you've listened to lately? No, not really. I kind of this last. I was listening to them pretty hardcore for a while, and then. This last week or so with work, just not been cooperating, so I've been listening to a little bit more tunes lately, uh, but I'll get back into it. Well, cool. I tried to listen to the Mark Maron one, but I don't know. Yeah, it's... I, I usually give them a go if I don't recognize the person. Yeah. But if they, you know, I think the last one just, I didn't sit with the it. The Danzig one? Or... Not that one, no. There was the girl. Yeah. On the Monday one, I just... Get, wasn't getting into it. I don't he know. Gets a little goofy sometimes when he's uh, interviewing females. Um, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. That was okay though. I, I'll stick with him. Kind of like sometimes I'll actually like if I'm getting sick of it, I'll stop and then come back to it later. Hmm. Yeah. Just because of like if I'm getting annoyed now, I'm going to be even more annoyed in 15 minutes. <laughs> so I'm just going to switch it up now. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's all we got. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. It's probably might as well cut her off. Yeah, let's call it a show. Yeah, sorry, we didn't. We we have been going a little longer lately, but uh, you know, come come see us again in two weeks. I think we'll have we'll have another roster. We're starting to we're getting down to the uh, where where we've done all the topics that we've thought of. You know, we had kind of built up at least in general. <laughs> so if you have any ideas, we can. We're open. At ivpod.com. <laughs> Email us, right? Mail at ivpod. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Check out our site. Check check out Facebook, whatever you're comfortable with. Facebook, Twitter. You know, we've talked about it. Facebook, we are ivpod. Twitter, we are ivpodcast. We got some warm words on Facebook from one of our listeners, listener uh, lawyer Doug. So thanks, Doug. Wow. He's still listening. He's sticking with us. Wow. He's enjoyed our show. So. Shout out to him. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Really got to get him a sticker or something. I really want to make t-shirts up. I think that I couldn't figure out what to do a design of. I don't know. We'll figure something no. out. So yeah, again. Oh, and 
By the way, we have a Google Plus page now. Oh, did you do that? I did do it. It was it was it wasn't too hard. So yeah, we do have a Google Plus page. Oh, maybe so. I'll have to friend it. I'm gonna have to sign into that. Yeah, it's weird. You don't do it's. You put it in your circle, and that's I don't know. It's different. Well, we have Facebook Whatever. already has this programmed at what social media is, so it's going to be yeah. hard to break all the Facebook habits. <laughs> yeah. It is. You know, you're absolutely. If it even lasts, we'll, we'll see. I'm already crapping on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I guess that's that's a show, unless you have anything else sure. to add. I do not. Please, uh, yeah, we appreciate your everything. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. We hope you come back now, you hear? Sing him a song, John. No. <laughs> I, I'm clicking the stop <laughs> The button. wind beneath my wings. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. All right. Bye. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fanny. <laughs>